0: There we are, Jed Silbernagel. We are live. KWRC TV. How cool is that?
1: This is awesome. Hey,
0: Gary. I I love this. I love this. Well, that is Jennifer Silbernagel. Her name's right there, right underneath her her lovely face. And uh, Jen is our productivity coach at Keller Williams Realty Centers. And I am blessed to have Jen uh, as a partner uh, in, in our business. And she brings so much to the table and so much to our agents. And I can tell you that the person that she cares about most, apart from her lovely new daughter and yeah okay she's got a husband named Dylan but whatever uh is is our agents. So Jen, thank you for everything that you do and I'm excited about the launch of of what we're doing here.
1: Yeah no thank you Gary. I mean obviously gary is the market general manager of the brokerage and just a rock star in setting all this stuff and providing all this added value to our business father husband all those great things and uh, you know gary i'm so excited about this because we kind of came up with this idea and it just it just kind of flourished from there right i think our this is the most excited i've been about something in a while so this is really cool that we're making it happen
0: beautiful Hopefully Dylan's not listening to that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So we've got lots that we're going to go through. And uh, obviously this is Facebook, so we can make it interactive, uh, post some comments on there. We can bring them on screen and so forth. But we got lots, of, lots and lots of stuff that we're going to do. Uh, they These shows will be every Tuesday. And uh, we're going to be doing agent interviews, uh, talking about some of the hot topics that within in the market at the moment and uh lots of great stuff that we're doing uh you know the top threes the what else are we doing jen I, I, I help me out here
1: oh man top threes we're talking about the the market like you mentioned we're talking about some coaching initiatives that have just gotten rolled out in the brokerage we're going to be talking about um Oh, what was one of the other
0: things I'm blanking right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And one, of the, one of the things that I like is we're going to be able to bring on agents uh, that mm-hmm. are doing some awesome things in their business. And, and, you know, we want to find out how they're doing it and, and are those things that we can implement. And I'll tell you, yes, most of the time it is. And, and mm-hmm. we're excited for that. So why don't we roll this awesome intro and we'll get right into it, Jen. Sounds good. Okay, how cool is that? Okay, so look at first person being added to the broadcast. Mr. Dylan, you are the author of that wicked, awesome, awesome video intro. Thank you, my man. I didn't yeah, tell you, but you. I told Jen, we're going to have you do many, many more video snippets or teasers or singers or whatever we want to call them. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. So, Jen, um, the, this, this kind of segment is we wanted to launch um, our, our coaching program that we have at KWRC. And uh, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, you've been our coach. Well, really, you've been our coach here for now, what, three years at, at Keller Williams Realty Centers? And I know over the last yeah. three years, it's one of these things that, you know, nothing's ever completed that's how I like to yeah. look at projects. Right. And, and it's continue. you continue to add to it and, uh, and that's the awesomeness of it. So why don't you kind of talk to us a little bit about what that coaching programs with apostrophe S now uh, looks like.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's true, right. You kind of looking back three years ago, this where we are now and what it started as are just, so wildly different, right? The the path that it's taken and the support it's been given is just crazy. So what where we're at now with the programs is we have our productivity coaching program, which is the one that's kind of been running the longest, really. That was the initial launch. Um, and And then that one is, you know, the one for newer agents who are getting started in their first year in the business. Um, That's part of their their initiation into the brokerage and the brokerage obviously covers that cost and they get all the training and support that they need in regard to their contracts and structures and and systems and what to be doing with their time and developing a business plan and basically how to be an agent, right? Like, what is it that you need to be doing on a regular basis and and how do you do it is more more importantly. Um, and then the new program that we've just launched is the growth coaching program. So. This is such a great program. This is for the agents that, you know, aren't quite at the capping level yet um, or have capped but not capped consistently. um, Right back to anyone who is in year two plus of the business. And for you guys, you know, that's, it's coaching. it's, It's accountability every week. It's a structured program to give you guidance on what to do and how to do it, Um, it's tools, it's resources, it's tech training, Um, all of that is provided and guided for you throughout the program for the year. And more importantly, it's free, right? So Marvin has kind of put set up and said he wants to do something for that middle group who, you know, sometimes get a little overlooked and we want to make sure that everybody is feeling the love um, properly and making sure that we have support for everyone. So that's what the, the growth program is all about. And then we also have the advanced program and the team building programs, which are paid structure programs. Once you get to that capping level and above and you want to start growing your business and growing your team, then of course, we have stuff in place to kind of support you with that. And you get a bit more one-on-one personalized coaching. So we kind of at this point, I mean, we've gone from having one coaching program to having four, arguably five, if you look at the admin coaching component, Um, and everybody in our brokerage has an opportunity to get coached now mostly for anybody at a certain level and below free, which I don't think anyone else can can say, right now it's pretty it's pretty amazing what we've been working on and what we're rolling out so that is getting started this week our first coaching session for the growth group is on thursday afternoon so um that's going to be our kickoff for that and you know we've already got about 15 people registered to participate so it's going pretty quickly which is also exciting and i'm just i'm pumped to just watch everybody's business change this year and grow and and adapt right
0: i love it and you mentioned something here's a little shout out to stacy one of our newest uh colleagues at KW Realty Centers and uh hey Jen can't wait to cap yes Jen <laughs> why for those that are perhaps brand new to KW or aren't even with uh us yet uh, explain to us yeah. what capping means cuz that's a terminology that we use we use it like peanut butter <laughs> like and jam yeah. But but talk to us I about capping think about it. right
1: Yeah, so yeah, I don't. I just say it now, and you're so right. Like, you know, anybody outside of us or new might not know. So, capping is our brokerage is built on a capping structure, which means that there's a maximum amount of money that you will pay annually to the brokerage regardless of what your income is or what your gross or net commission is. Um, And so based on that, you know, there's a certain amount of transactions you have to complete based on your splits in order to achieve that payout and cap and then maintain 100% of your commission for the remainder of the year. So obviously our goal is to coach you and teach you how to do that as quickly as possible so that you can then take 100% for the rest of the year and net as much as possible for that year.
0: Perfect. That's a great. Yeah. Uh, lo- love the enthusiasm, Stacy. We are excited for yeah. you, and uh, you know when you get around like-minded people uh, like we have at KW Realty Centers, uh, it, it raises the bar, and and your game's raised with it. And uh, we're we're excited for for all the new uh, new recruits that have joined us, new agents that have joined us, and uh, that's that's really exciting. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, That that those coaching programs. So if you're not involved with one, well, obviously reach out to Jen. And uh, certainly there, we have a home for you. And we're going to work with you and support you so you can keep moving up uh that production and uh not you know sometimes it's not all about production it you know jen works with many Mm. different people and uh sometimes it's about how do i get more time or how do i get this and how do i get that so it's not always about you know top top dollars and top producers because you know there's a lot of our agents and, and me in particular sometimes when i had some amazing years but I you know, you're working 60 hour weeks to get those. And, and sometimes it's a whole life balancing. And that's something that, that we really strive for here at KW. So uh, reach out to Jen, reach out to me. I'm ha- We're happy to talk to you about that for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Good stuff. Yeah
0: good stuff. So one of the, one of the other things that we talked about, Jen, one of the other segments that we were going to be doing is something called the top threes. And, uh, this is something that we're going to bring, uh, to you, you know, we're going to have lots of different segments, but the top threes is, you know, things that are happening in the market could be top three burgers I had last week. It could be a lot of different (laughs) things, right? (laughs) <laughs> but this, yeah, yeah, right, and, and and top top cool things baby Brooke did this week. Who knows your your daughter, <laughs> but um you know yeah. this week there there's something that I learned many many years ago, and this week's top three is is kind of around the purchase of a property. And uh, a lot, if you don't know my background, uh, I started buying a lot of investment properties, which, long story short, led me to be getting getting my realtor's license. And in that journey, I learned you know a lot of great things and I learned a lot of things don't ever do again and and some of those some of those things are kind of roll down into you know if I had to could sum it up you know Three questions that everyone should ask themselves, or three questions you as a realtor can ask your clients when they're buying a property, and this came from a uh, an investment property um, mindset. However, this works. This can work, you know, across the board. And if you showed up and you started ask your clients these three questions, you're going to set yourself apart. So the first question that, and I, you know, I'm a simple guy, and if I if I can remember three questions, then then that's good. Uh, the first question. <laughs> (laughs) is, you know, how can I buy the property or how can you purchase that property? And I know the moment that I said that, you know, well, how can I buy? I, you know, I need to be able to qualify for the mortgage. What type of down payments do I, does that property require? Uh, What's the closing date like? Is it something that I got to close on today or can I push it out months, months in advance? Uh, You know, what what are the bank's requirements of that property so all of those questions you know do does the vendor or the or the owner of the property is he able to finance part of it and provide you know additional financing and things like that so how can i purchase the property or how can i buy the property that one question obviously has many many different questions behind it so for it's just like as an agent we're qualifying our buyers by asking that question do that and of course when you're buying investment properties or as, as Jen just did um, she purchased uh, you know their, their personal residence sold, sold the one that they have and they're looking to, to move into something bigger and they looked at a property that you could add value to so how can you add value to the property that's the second question how can I add value? And I know, Jen, it's funny. And I think back the second home that Michelle, my wife and I purchased, it's mm-hmm. kind of similar. It needed a lot of work. And, and <laughs> we walked in and she looked at me, I think on the first night we were there. And it was one of these homes that I don't know for whatever reason, they just the previous owners decided carpet in a master bathroom was important. <laughs>
1: so I guess, I love that you just said that. So the house that we bought, there is carpet around the bathtub in the master yes. ensuite. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it is. People are
0: throwing up in their mouths right now. She looks at me, right? I and, and I remember the first night. She looks at me and she's like, "Are your feet sticking to the carpet?"
1: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> that carpet
0: did not last very long. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. And I mean, we're lucky too that we uh, we have the opportunity to do a little bit of the work before we move into the house so we can, you know, take that carpet out and and do some of the upgrades that we we want. So it'll be a bit more comfortable. But uh, yeah, adding adding value is just such a huge component of any investment that you make, whether it's your own property or it is an income property or an investment property of some sort, right? Because we we can't just rely, although it is great depreciation, we can't just rely on that, right? We have to have the opportunity to add in order to to buffer that return when we need it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and that can come in different different forms, adding value. Uh, you know, perhaps it's it's going and adding an income stream to the property. Maybe it's got two units, you can turn it into three, or maybe the previous owner uh, it, it was a home with a garage, and and that garage can yield you some income too. So don't just assume right. that the the top floor or the main floor tenant gets that. You know, uh, make them you know make. They got to earn that in a sense, uh, rezoning or reconfiguring, talking to the town on better use of the property, all sorts of different things. So that, that second question, how can you add value uh, has, has many different uh, opportunities to it and a, and a property mm-hmm. should provide opportunities. You know, uh, the, the last question that, that I ask, and this is the one that you never, ever think about when you're buying a property is how can you sell that property? And, and speaking from experience, we bought properties cause we fell in love with other things like the numbers and so forth. But if it's a property that uh, you need to exit, you need to exit quickly. And if it's in the middle of nowhere or, or, or it's not the type of property that You know people are looking for that could be an issue right that could be a problem Mm -hmm. and uh, you you really need to look out for things like that now if you're making if it's more you know more of a personal preference and and a family decision that's one thing but at the end of the day you know here's what we know people will always sell properties even if they say i'm going to die in a coffin and you yep. can take me out of this home, I can guarantee you that home will be sold nine times out of 10 before that happens. So <laughs> homes do always sell and, it, and it's just how, how are they sold? So how can you sell mm-hmm. that property? How can you exit it? it is a big, big thing for sure. So how can you buy it? It's just all around the financing. How can you add value? And of course, how you, how, how can you sell it? Those are the top threes for, for today.
1: Yeah. What a great, I just want to jump in on that last question. Like what a great question. How can I sell it? Right. And a conversation to have with all of your clients when they're making that decision to invest, you know, whether it's for themselves or not, it's like, what, what happens when I need to sell it? Or if something changes and I need to sell it, what's my advantage? What's, what's going to sell this home and how do I maximize that while I'm living there? How do I enhance it? How do I make sure that I protect it? right? Because sometimes we get in a situation where someone buys a property and makes a change that actually devalues it, and they just haven't thought about it. And it's such a great value add to give to your clients, right? And having that conversation and, and making them teaching them to think like that. So I love I love that question.
0: Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. So this takes us into our next segment, the quick takes. So here's what we have. There's a few things that have coming in on the side of the screen there. And uh, Jed and I are going to spend two minutes or less um, talking about them. And uh, again, these are things that have come up in conversation really as early as this morning, for instance, and and yeah. uh, you know, we had people asking us about door knocking in this current environment and so forth and 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 everything like that. And we should probably do like a flashing news release or just out, just out, because as we're getting on the call here, uh, what happened is obviously that uh, you know the premier of Ontario uh, came and uh, really kind of tightened the hatches, if you will, or locked down the hatches of of what we can do. Uh, from a movement perspective in COVID. So I I, I don't even have all that information at the moment, but uh, we'll certainly get that out to everybody. Good stuff. Okay, so I'm going to start the clock and uh, we'll talk about power of sales. Um, Do you want to start that and I'll kind of finish it or you can ask me a few questions around power of sales and we'll kind of take it from there. How's that sound?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the most common question I get asked when it comes to power of sales from a coaching perspective is how do I find them? So that comes up all the time for me. How do I find power sales on MLS or is there a way to find it? Um, and I don't know. Do you want to answer that one or do you want me to answer it? Sure. I think you know that.
0: Sure, sure. I actually got some stats here on some stuff and and they are really hard to find. Yeah. It's kind of like looking for a needle in a haystack. I, however, I have found a couple of neat tricks and um that I'm sure got passed on to me at some time. And when we are looking for power of sale properties in Ontario, uh, first of all, we got to know that there's very few of them. And and the second thing to do when we are looking for them, if that's your, you know, what you want to go and search for, some of the simple things that you can do when you're logged into your local real estate board, like TREB or wherever you are, instead of just searching by uh, by, by the... the um, the what am I trying to say? By the agent that you know might have some power of sales. One of the neatest things that you can search is uh, search by the owner. And if you you can cross reference stuff. And if you just search for bank or you know some of the, some of the banks, some of the major banks, obviously TD and CIBC, Canadian Imperial Bank. Although if you start typing in some of those with with some of the fields, uh, some of those properties will come up. And uh, that is a way to to certainly search for those properties now on the flip side here's some stats you ready for this jen so i printed this off this morning yep here's what we need to understand in the canadian real estate market and then obviously in focusing in ontario we we are in canada there is a total of 4.8 million homes with mortgages okay so a far cry from what is in the States. So what you know about the States, what is being spoke about in the States, don't listen to it. Know that your local stats. So in Canada, 4.8 million. <laughs> the number of mortgages that were in arrears, and it takes three months to have your mortgage in arrears in Canada, only 12,000. Wow! Only twelve thousand. So that says, if I do the math, because the paper did it for saying, me. What's that?
1: What's that percentage?
0: <laughs> it is zero. So it starts with a zero point two five percent of all homes in in Canada are are uh, in arrears. Wow. Which goes to show you there is just not a lot of homes that become power of sale or if you're outside of Ontario foreclosure uh, in Canada and if we talk about um, Ontario in itself we have just over 2 million homes with mortgages we're going way over the two minutes but this is important yeah stuff. I'm saying,
1: yeah, uh, yeah which is
0: 40 we have 42 percent of mortgages right here in Ontario do you want to take a guess at what percentage our arrears are
1: I mean, based on the Canada one, I'm gonna say it starts with a zero.
0: <laughs> well, it is zero. at uh, zero point one one. So we're actually less than double what yeah. our national average is in Ontario. Less wow. than double. That's crazy. And in fact, in fact, if I look at the numbers and they, they report it by the month, okay. Um this is this is so small. Uh <laughs> We have been actually; it got up to one point two. Sorry, zero point one two percent in the fall, and last reported in the in the third quarter, there zero point one one percent. So it's almost trailing down.
1: Wow! Yeah, and isn't that interesting? With all the talk of uh, of defaults and what's going to be coming, that that stat is that low, right? It just goes to show you, you know, what we don't know and what we hear versus the reality of the numbers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, The next one there is door knocking. So this was a hot topic in in one of our WhatsApp groups this morning. Uh, What do you think about door knocking at the moment?
1: Oh, man, don't do it. (laughs) That's that's what I think about it. Uh, I mean, if you want to go deliver flyers, I mean, obviously, with today's announcement, this answer might have to be adjusted as we progress into a, a tighter lockdown situation. But up until today, I would have said... You know what? a lot of agents are having great success delivering flyers and keeping continuing to work their farm areas or develop farm areas but we're not physically going and knocking on a door and having a face-to-face conversation now i have had some agents saying if they have a farm where they're known where they have relationships and they they knock on those doors they have been getting okay reactions to that but i certainly wouldn't be knocking on any doors cold um without any relationship and um, i think even further than that, now with the further restrictions, I would say, you know, not at all, right? Don't just don't do it. It's just not appropriate, and people are gonna get called out for it, right? We we've seen on social media people getting pitch their picture, getting something posted that they left to the door, and just getting ripped to shreds by the general public, and that is just not good for your reputation. And you know, they're they're not gonna remember that you didn't knock on their door, but they might remember that you did, right? And I think we have to keep that in mind too.
0: Yeah. I I love that line. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's obviously with what was announced this afternoon, um, you know, we're being encouraged to stay home. Uh, so Mm -hmm. use that time to, you know, maybe deepen some relationships and albeit, yeah, it's going to have to be over the phone or text or what have you, but uh, we all have raving fans, even if you've done one transaction or a thousand, we all have raving fans and people that really cheer for us. And, and go connect with those people, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Look at that. We did this one within two minutes. That's exciting. <laughs> we did
1: it. <laughs> we <one> <laughs> Okay,
0: inventory. Let's talk about inventory. Um, how's the, you, you just went and bought a property. How was that inventory, Jen?
1: um it was challenging we there is no inventory i mean for every one house that comes up there's like 20 30 buyers i've I, i you know we we were strategic in trying to buy a home that we knew wouldn't be the the ideal home for the majority of buyers or potentially you know being a price point that buyers could buy and then afford to fix up so we we were lucky enough to to make that decision and and use that route but for the majority of buyers especially first time out there um there aren't a lot of options. And when there are, you're competing with a lot. I've heard of offered numbers up as high as in the 40s, um, you know, 20s, 30s, at least in the 10s. It seems rare right now that we're going below that. And and so inventory is just minimal. And that is making it very, very difficult to navigate even getting in to see a property, let alone getting in an offer and potentially winning it. So, you know, you, you have to be on your on the ball about everything. Your clients need to know immediately. You need to get in there that day. Get your name on the showing list as quickly as possible. So if an offer does get registered, you get notified about it. Even if you're booking for a day or two out, make sure that you register Um, at an appointment the first day it hits the market so that you get those updates or else you're going to lose you're going to miss it right Um, and you know the bigger question is where's the inventory going to be in the spring and in the summer and in the fall right like what's that going to look like are we going to continue down this path Um, and you know are we having those conversations with buyer or or do we expect there to be an upswing in listings in a traditional spring market we get more inventory right so what does that look like Um, and Gary, I would throw that to you. Do you know, do you have any thoughts on that at all? I mean, we don't have a crystal ball, right? We don't know how to predict what's going to happen in March, but you know, I know we can, we can certainly say it's not going to be power of sales. (laughs) I know that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And even if there is an uptick right in the power of sales, even if it doubles, that's not going to create the, the, uh, inventory levels, the demand that the market requires at the moment right? Cause yeah, we just know yeah. it. And, and that's the big thing. And so for those 40, you know, those 39 different other offers or families that didn't get the home the other night, for instance, what, what are they? Well, they are typically sellers as well. Typically, right? We can, we can at least probably suggest that maybe three quarters or two thirds of them are. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of months. It, yeah. I mean, we can say we've never gone through this before. However, from a right. real estate market and, and a demand versus supply, we have. Right? Mm-hmm. We have. Yeah. And and just go back and research and, and look to see what happened and educate and educate and educate our, your clients on, on what happened and how that market shifted and, and went the other way. It's always a pendulum that goes one side to the other. We were talking yesterday, right, Jen, with one of our top producers. We just wish it was a balanced yeah. market. But that balanced market really only stays for a short period of time. It's either one or the other, right? So anyways. Okay.
1: Which is unfortunate because that's the best one. I know.
0: (laughs) like
1: You hit a sweet spot and then we go a different direction and you got to shift and adjust again. And it's a continual battle of knowing enough to see the signs and know when to adjust and how to adjust, right? And then when we don't know, learning how. Yeah. Um, And that's the tricky part, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks Amanda, great point. I got to I got to say that I said it. It was probably Jen though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so true. Like and 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 a lot of the stuff is, you know, the, the public or our clients might say, well, realtors must love a hot, hot market. Well, in actual fact, like we don't really, because most of the time yeah. we're on the sidelines because we couldn't get one of our, one of our buyers into a property. And, uh, I know many, many people are working with multiple buyers and, and that same individual yesterday, Jen, right? They have 25 mm-hmm. qualified buyers that can close in our property today. And they're, yeah. they're, they're looking everywhere for them. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Okay, next one. It
1: is an- next one. Yeah, uh inventory. Yeah. Uh, appraisals, right?
0: Yes, that's what I meant. See, that's why there's two of us <laughs> I mean, on this.
1: We can keep talking about inventory, but
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So appraisals. So here's the comment, Jen is after mm-hmm. 40 offers, and the home was listed at 900, and I I had to my winning bid came in at you know a million seventy five.
1: Hmm.
0: And and what's happening, and we've seen it before, is the banks look at it, and because it's such a a, a fast moving market up, the banks don't know how to value that property. So what do banks do? Yeah. And what have they have always done? They've been conservative. So when the when the appraisal comes in at say nine hundred where it was listed at, what happens? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a terrible situation to be in, right? And this is where knowing the market and the value is so important as a realtor to be able to not overpay because obviously we're seeing a scenario where a lot of homes are getting underlisted below market value in order to get that big ticket number. Um, And when it does go above that, the lenders are going to hold the buyer responsible to come up with that difference in the money. And if you haven't... um, If you haven't got a financing condition in there which is common in the current market that we're in and you go firm and then that appraisal comes back below what you paid for it then your buyer has to have the funds or have access to the funds to make up that difference or else they're not going to be able to close on that deal it's going to go into default and there's going to be just a whole stream of uh, continual issues that carry over from that and at the best case scenario they're going to lose that deposit which you know at 5% probably is a significant amount of money so i think it's so important to remember when you are in these multiple scenarios that the appraisal does matter and you know we're in a scenario right now too where appraisers aren't even going into the houses because they with covid restrictions so they're walking a the lot and they're going to the property, but they're not walking inside. So they're strictly basing it on exterior and then the photos that they're seeing on MLS or the virtual tour. So if it's a property where the photos don't justify what the interior looks like or feels like, you know, you've got to be cautious that, that it's, it is it is a human perception making those decisions, right? Um, and so there's a lot of variables there that could impact us. But big picture, end of the day, it's that your buyer has to have that money there or access to those funds in order to close that that gap if it was to come in. And I don't know a lot of buyers with an extra hundred thousand kicking around or 200,000 or whatever that might be. If their deposit doesn't cover the difference and with enough, with enough space for the lender to feel confident that the risk factor is low. Right. Yeah.
0: And that's a big piece of it too, because many people will say, well, I just won't close on the property. Well, actually, you're, mm-hmm. congrats, you're you're contractually obligated to close on that property, so there's going to be some ramifications for you uh, if you cannot yeah. close. So make sure that you are having those conversations with your clients. Make sure that you're working with obviously a great lawyer and um, that that understands and how to how to uh, navigate those conversations and how to navigate that closing for sure. And and mm-hmm. that obviously. Mm-hmm goes both ways whether you're you're the seller or the buyer and uh, it's important because we we saw you know in 2017 uh, a a lot of things go sideways and if we've learned anything from that trust me like please if we've learned anything is to educate 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 and have more if you think you haven't had enough or if you had enough conversations have one more because there's one thing that i know with with uh, clients uh when, when when agents are talking to clients see we do this every day it is like putting in the toast and getting the peanut butter and jam out every day for us. But for our clients, you know, put yourself in their shoes and, and, and trying to experience it through, uh, through their eyes because it'll be entirely, entirely different. Okay, closing gifts. So yes, we, we, we had a neat discussion <laughs> yesterday and there's so many different perspectives on closing gifts. And some people will say, well, you're not going to get a closing gift from the lawyer other than a bill,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, you're not going to do this. You don't get a closing gift from, from, you know, your dentist, right. Other than a clean mouth type thing. And then there's the opposite side, Jen, where, you know, closing gifts can completely change the way you're viewed upon or how you attract business as well. What do you, like, what are your, Mm -hmm. what's your take on all that, Jen?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's, I come from the world of referrals and, and database and, you know, connecting and relationships. And so for me, I like a good closing gift. I like giving people a good closing gift. It makes me feel good. It's kind of, there's a lot of thought, there's a lot of time and and process put into it, whether it's systematic or not, you still put the effort in to come up with that idea for that person and hopefully personalize it. Um, And I personally think that I do see that generate a lot more referrals in my business and in coaching clients, businesses, Because it is that personal touch and it is that wow moment that we talk about right now. I think there is an argument to be made It's like, what closing gift are you talking about? Are you doing something generic and basic like that doesn't require a lot of thought isn't, you know, above and beyond the standard? Or are you talking about a personal, thoughtful authentic gift that you've made an effort to give somebody because I think that's where the value lies, right? It's in what you're giving, um, and why you're giving it, not just, Hey, I'm giving you something to give you something. And I think there's sometimes is a disconnect between that. Um, uh, and I mean, yeah. I wish my dentist would give me a gift every time I went, you know, they give you like a, a sucker, whatever, but that's about it.
0: Right? <laughs> they want you to go back in a, in a free toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah exactly. I, yeah. I, I love closing gifts and it allows you to set yourself apart from the crowd. I have a close friend of mine who runs a hugely successful team in, in Edmonton. Uh, shout out to Ben Oserveld. and Ben's Ben tells his team, when you go for the listing appointment and you go for that first appointment, your goal is not to get the listing contract because he already knows they're going to get it right. The goal is to yeah. go figure out what closing gift you're going to buy them because He's a big proponent of make it personal. Like anybody can go out and buy a wine bottle and a gift card to their favorite restaurant. Go make it personal. And and that, you know, that's what that person is going to remember for years and years and years to come. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, yeah, Raya. You're absolutely right and I I here, I'm trying to bring it on the screen here. I must, in my opinion, it feels good to give. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Even before the transaction is made. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's so yeah, many, I, you know, giving I, is a good feeling, right?
1: Yeah, it feels great. I mean, that's that's why I coach. <laughs> it feels so <laughs> much better to give and, and help and support. And Raya, I love that you made that point even before a transaction is made. There are lots of little things that we can do along the way, little extra touches. And, you know, anyone who's in coaching with me has heard me say, sprinkle in the wow moments, right? Um, When there's this moment in a relationship that doesn't need to be, hey, you did a deal, so therefore you get. It's kind of like, hey, I heard that you needed this. You shared that you were struggling with this. And acknowledging those and then taking those moments and making them something special, that's what's going to create that, right? So whether that's as a closing gift or as gifts throughout the system or as, thoughts and gratitude and things of that nature it can all be very very impactful
0: yeah yeah stacy i know you're right uh yeah she agrees wow them and make them feel i like that she did this it was like a two different text make them feel what uh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. special is is what she goes on to say and it's so true like <laughs> it it this is the, we can do a whole course on this right but really yeah. it's about you know creating a relationship you have to create a relationship with your clients so you know what gift is going to make them for instance feel special or more importantly uh, perhaps or said differently uh, connect with them right and, mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah. the big piece right uh, at the yeah. end of it yeah we're 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 supporting them and helping them you know buy their home or sell their home and and, and sometimes in both cases but um, mm-hmm. you know, how do we create that client for life well this is this is a great way to do it
1: yeah. Good stuff. yeah, it's got to be authentic,
0: right? Good stuff. Okay, the last one there, the last one, uh, Clubhouse. You're like, what the heck is Clubhouse? <laughs> yeah,
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay,
0: so here's, first of all, you've got to have an iPhone. So if you are if you don't have an iPhone, Dylan Silbernagel, sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> you can't get onto the app. Now, it is the strangest thing ever. So you log on to this app and people will create different rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like sitting in a ma- – well, it is. It is sitting in a mastermind and listening to people just like what Jen and I are doing in a, in a sense. And – they might bring you on to say something as well. And anybody can host uh, uh, one of these um, clubhouse rooms. You can go on there and host a room yourself. And the neat thing is, you know, I was in a room the other day with Grant Cardone and, and many others, Gary Vaynerchuk's on it. And you're, you're it's like being in at one of their workshops and they're just going and they're going back and forth. Um, I don't spend a lot of time there and none of it, none of it, none of the uh, audio is ever recorded. So you're either in and you're out and that type of thing. But it is kind of a unique experience. It's, I guess, the latest craze at the moment. Um, I don't care where you are, just just network with like-minded people and people that, you know, are doing the things that you want to do. I think that's the way to say it.
1: Yeah, I like that. I mean, I don't know anything about it. Gary literally sent me the invitation yesterday. And we looked at it for like two minutes. And um, I was completely lost. But I do love the idea of getting that, you know, opportunity to just find that content or find those conversations with higher like minded people and just listen and learn for half an hour a great way to reset your mindset great way to expose yourself to new ideas that maybe you know you wouldn't have gotten to on your own so there's definitely a lot of a lot of pros to it so it kind of sucks if you're not an iphone user
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're right actually you just you just made a great great point you can go in there and get lost Mm -hmm. but, but if you gave yourself 15 minutes or 30 minutes to go in listen to uh, one of the rooms and then get out. Uh, that's where your golden nugget's going to be. Just don't go in there and get lost and jump in and out of rooms. Be purposeful with yeah. it. I think that's a great point, Jen. Very, very,
1: yeah.
0: very smart of you to say. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> very good. Everyone.
0: Every once in a while I come up with something <laughs> no a lot of while you come up with something very good well that that obviously wraps up quick takes and and we're gonna do lots of more things like that uh, throughout uh, throughout our weekly episodes and uh, there, there's a lot of you know great content that we have planned and uh, you know again this is this is uh, an opportunity for you to uh, see and hear uh, some other opinions and and to help spur on some conversations for yourself and, and to create mm-hmm. some opinions for yourself as well.
1: Yeah. And on that note, I think if you have ideas that you want to get covered or thoughts, like share them with me and Gary, right? Fire us a message, let us know, go, Hey, this is something that came up in my business this week. Can you cover it on KWRC TV? Absolutely. Right? Like we, we love the content and we love new ideas and you know, we're we're not going to think of every scenario. So, giving us ideas and stuff to run off of as well can create a fantastic show. And our plan is to do this every week going forward, um, every every Tuesday afternoon, and to build from it and to create other segments and other shows that you guys can learn from and and get the information from. So, you know, the the more input, the better, right?
0: Very good. Love it. Couldn't have said it better. So for Jennifer Silbernagel, our productivity coach at Keller Williams Realty Centers, uh, we will say goodbye for now. I'm Gary McGowan, and uh, we'll see you next week.